You're listening to the Cheer Biz Podcast, where we dive into the business of running and owning your gym. Join us as we speak to industry experts, business gurus, and discuss how we can take your passion and turn it into profit. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Cheer Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and today we are going to be talking about what to do when you have an issue at a competition or with a competition. Now, before we get into the episode, make sure you've headed on over to Next Gen Cheer and Gymnastics Owners on uh, Facebook. You've joined our main Facebook group. You've joined Cheer and Gymnastics Gym Owners private Facebook group and All-Star Cheer Coaches and Owners groups as well. We have those. We have our main Facebook page where we put out content and then we have our two pages, our owners page and our owners and coaches pages. Make sure you've joined those pages so you're not missing out on any of the other great content that we put out to include Justin and Danielle's fireside chats and all those other great videos that we are producing. On top of that, we have our conference coming up January 5th through the 7th in beautiful San Diego. It's going to be amazing. You don't want to miss it. Some amazing classes, amazing vendors. You are going to want to be there. I've said the word amazing like seven times because it's going to be that, exactly that amazing. Now, let's get into what you should be doing if you have an issue with a competition or at a competition with something that has happened. So we recently had someone uh, reach out on Facebook and ask for some advice where they felt that there was some issues with bias on their scoring panel at one of their events. And I've talked about bias on scoring panels before. And while I don't think it is a widespread issue, especially on some of the panels with some of our larger producers, I do know it can happen. Absolutely. And I don't know what event producer this was at, so I'm not going to blast anyone, but I thought it was worth spending some time talking about what we told this person they should do and as well as what you should do in the future if you have issues. Because issues can happen. In fact, issues will happen. We had an issue at our most recent event. Um, which it got blasted on on social media. It got blasted on Instagram and Facebook and X, which is a, a place where people go to be very negative. But it was a issue where on day two, they had a computer glitch and the computer did not add the day one scores. And so awards were awarded based purely on how everyone scored on day two. So it was as if day one did not exist, uh, which actually directly affected my program because my junior one, who was in first place on day one, was announced as a tie with another team on day two. And although they did tie on day two, they did not tie for the overall event. And I had looked at scores after they released them. And I was like, this is really weird. It just shows one score. And I started looking at other scores. And then I actually like tabulated. I saw that it was widespread across multiple divisions. And then I looked at our scores and did the scoring calculations myself. And I was like, I think they messed up. I think there was an error. And so I reached out directly to the competition director. uh, And I said, hey, FYI, I think there was an error here. Just want to bring it to your attention so you can look into it. And then I let them have it from there. And I had people message me and be like, oh my gosh, I think they messed this up a little bit late to the party. And I said, yep, I've already reached out. I've already told them. You don't even need to blast them because they're already tracking. They're working on it right now. But especially if it's something that happens like the night of, like at the end of a competition day, you can't expect things to move really, really fast because 
your event is moving out of the venue. They have to be out of the venue by a certain time. Uh, so they're packing up floors, packing up mats, doing all that stuff so they don't get charged any additional. Plus they have like union laborers and all those other things. So they are actually under the gun. So don't be surprised if you're not getting quick responses uh, after a competition from a comp director. But that brings me to my first point, which is the number one most important thing to do. It, it's a preventative maintenance, and that is build relationships with people. If you have positive relationships with the competition directors, with the scoring coordinators, with everyone there prior to the event, when you have an issue, those positive relationships are going to go a long way in people to wanting to help you, wanting to find a solution for you, and not because you're the highest paying client. I'm not a mega gym. We are a D2 program, but I have great relationships, especially with our West Coast event producers that we attend events with because one, I actually want to have a good relationship with them. I don't have personal issues with them. They're good people. Even when they make their errors, they they strive to fix them. And so I treat people with respect. When I go to scoring, I try to laugh with the AccuScore people. I try to joke around with them. When I am wrong on something, I acknowledge it. I say, yep, I was totally wrong on that. In fact, this last weekend, I went and did a scoring challenge for one of my teams and I challenged a bunch of their deductions and said, you know, I don't think this was a drop. I think this was a bobble and I don't think this was a bobble at all. And, you know, I, I challenged like five different deductions because I had a few. And when I, but they didn't have a video review at this event. And so I pulled it up on my phone and I reviewed the video after I had submitted the sheet. And when I went back there with the head judge, he was like, hey, I'm going to go through each one of these. And I could tell just by his vibe that he wasn't really agreeing with what I said. And based off of watching the video, I don't disagree. And I said, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna stop you right here. I submitted this before I watched the video. I 100% think that this one, this one, and this one, they should stand. They are fair. I can't argue that they weren't that based off of watching the video. But this one right here, I do believe that that one is an error. I don't think that that was a bobble. And I would like to look at that one. And that immediately made him be like, okay, this person's not going to be unreasonable. And we have a relationship, right? Dan's not going to be unreasonable here. We're going to have a good conversation. And we looked at it and he actually gave me the, that bobble back because it, it wasn't one. And would he have given it back anyways? Yes, probably. I think so. But it, because it wasn't a bobble, but it was a enjoyable conversation. And, and people are going to be a lot more willing to look at things positively if you treat them with respect. And so build those relationships with your event producers. Be nice to them. I'm not saying bribe them, but like bring them coffee in the morning or even just say hello and thank you. And when they do something well, give them a little bit of praise. Have relationships ahead of the event. You know, talk to them, get to know them, care about them as human beings. And I think it's going to go a long way when you have an issue because they're going to know you. They're going to know that you're not a jerk. They're going to know that you're not a mean person. They're going to know that you are a, a passionate gym owner who's going to fight for their kids within reason, right? You're not going to take things personally or make things personal. And it just, it makes a world of difference. I know that when one of my event producers that I work with who knows me opens up one of my emails, they brace because they know that I'm potentially going to have some critiques, but they also 
I believe, open them knowing that I'm going to be coming from a position of reason and with solutions or things that I think could be done better. Even when I'm sending an email to say, hey, I know nothing's going to change, but these were problems with the event or these are issues that I have and I foresee moving forward. And when you you build those relationships and you show people that you're not unreasonable, it goes a long way. So my biggest thing is build relationships with your event producers, build relationships with the people who are running your competitions, build relationships with the head scoring people, you know, treat people with respect, build relationships with the people who are doing your check-in for events. It just goes a long way in preventing issues. And then when issues arise, being able to solve those issues very quickly. Number two, I would recommend communicating directly with as high as you can possibly go. So get as close to the person making decisions as you possibly can. So communicating directly with them is going to help because things aren't going to get lost in translation. And when you make that communication, try not to be accusing in the nature of your discussion, right? You don't want to go into it and say, you know, you messed up. I can't believe it. How dare you do this? Like, just go in and say, hey, these are my concerns. These are some things that I am seeing that I am worried about. So for instance, this particular individual had some concerns about the people on the panel. And one of the people on the panel judging, which again, it's who knows, like at the events I go to, there's at least two panels of judges. So I don't always know which panel is judging my athletes. So it'd be very hard for me to say, well, this person had a personal vendetta and so they scored me lower and that is why we lost. On top of that, if it's just one judge and they you know, personally go after you, it's going to be apparent in the scoring, right? Like they should theoretically, if there's one judge who really doesn't like you, you should see one category that just really doesn't line up with your performance. And if it, if everything lines up with your performance, you're like, yeah, I see exactly why we scored those things. Then it is a little bit harder to prove any sort of bias if they scored you accurately. Now, the flip side is if you don't feel your competitor was scored accurately, which again is a whole nother conversation to have, but you you should be communicating directly with the people who have the information about what potentially occurred. So in this instance where this individual felt that there were people on the panel that had a personal bias and in their credit. They 100% had a reason to believe this person had a personal bias because they have direct messages from this person. This person like Facebook messaged them and said some really nasty, somewhat personally biased things towards them. So that I understand as a gym owner, you'd be like, how is this person able to judge my program fairly when they sent messages saying my program shouldn't exist because I don't know anything about cheerleading? I can see as a gym owner how you'd be like, this person should not be allowed to judge me. That's a conflict of interest. They clearly don't like me. And yeah, I think you have a leg to stand on there. But again, that event producer probably doesn't know that information. Like if someone has a personal bias, it's very unlikely that when the event producer hires them, they go, just so you know, I'm going to score XYZ All-Stars to make sure they get last. No event producer is going to be like, oh, perfect. Yes, I want you to come score for me. So it's not necessarily the event producer's 
that have made that error. They hire people who are available, who have judging credentials, and they bring them on. So when you have professionals in the industry, uh, they are likely going to be judging and uh, EPs can't track who has personal issues with who. They do ask them, uh, like some event producers I know ask, you know, about programs that they've worked with or programs that they've worked at or owned. And they try to like have people not judge those panels or those teams. They do make those moves. I, I know event producers who have done that, but again, they have to know the information going into it. So just communicate directly and try not to be accusing because it's very, very unlikely that the event producer said, I want you to hose this program and mess things up for them. That's just unlikely. Think of it like the parent who is emailing you and being like, you put my daughter in the back because you don't like her and you hate her and you have all this personal vendetta against her and you don't even coach the team. And you're like, what are you talking about? Like, no, I didn't. And certainly it wasn't me. And I know my coaches wouldn't do that. So then you look into it. So think of it how you would want a parent to approach you if they had an issue like that. Like, you would want them to come and say, hey, I have some concern. I feel like my little Sally is in the back for the majority of the routine. And I know that she's not perfect. And I'd just like to understand what it is she needs to do better so she can be in a better position later in the season or next year. And she can contribute more to her team because we want to make sure she's contributing. If you got that email from a parent, you'd be like, oh, wow. Okay. Wow. This, you're super reasonable. I'd, I'd absolutely be willing to have a meeting with you versus someone who blasts you and is immediately accusing you of being one step away from being Satan incarnate. Uh, so just manage the way you talk to those event producers because you're going to catch more uh, flies with honey. So number three is compete with people who are transparent and treat you with respect. You choose where you spend your dollars. So when you are looking at event producers, I would highly recommend choosing events and event producers that treat you well and treat you with respect. And I have had moments where I've been frustrated with, with various events, with various event producers and the way things went down at a competition. But I have never personally felt disrespected by any of them. So I continued to work there. Now, have I had situations where I have told, I have not gone to events. I've specifically spent my dollars somewhere uh, intentionally because I felt that we weren't getting a fair shake or I felt that they weren't solving problems. Yeah, I absolutely have. I, and I've done those things. And then I've had conversations with those events later when they said, why didn't you come back? And I said, here's X, Y, and Z reason. And then they've made changes to fix it. And then I've gone back and seen those changes implemented. So you choose where you spend your dollar and if you're going to events where people are not being transparent with scores, you don't get division breakdowns, you don't know what's going on, then maybe don't go to those events. I personally would not go to an event where I did not see a division aggregate uh, where I could see what everyone scored in every category as well as what deductions they received. And there are some companies that are trying to make even further strides with this stuff. I'm going to be doing an interview with the Open Championship and they just introduced their red card, red flag rule where they you can ask for another team something. I don't know. I'm going to get more details about it to be reviewed. And I think that is an effort to move towards transparency and scoring and more fairness in scoring. So all some very interesting things. So if you're competing with people who you don't think do that, then maybe change who you're competing with. At the end of the day, events are a emotional 
situation, right? It is the culmination of all of the hard work of you and your kids. And so you're oftentimes very emotionally close to the situation. I have been in situations where I've left super mad that my kids didn't win and then gone back and rewatched videos. And I've had times where I've been like, I don't understand it. I literally can't understand it as a professional. I don't get it. And I've gone back other times and I've gone, okay, I see it. Yep. I see why, even though they didn't have a great performance either why yes they had a they didn't have a great performance but it was only in this 25 seconds of time and then the rest of their routine was great where our whole routine was like meh and so we scored low across the board versus just in one particular section so i've seen those things happen and I, and i've seen both sides of it i just want to tell you one other story of like the value and and a way to go about things the value of having these relationships so I had a situation where one of my teams got second place to a team that they should not have gotten second place to. It made no sense based off of the way scoring works. It just, it was mathematically impossible with what we scored because we had a good performance. We had a good score. And I was like, this is not, this doesn't make any sense. And so I went to the judging coordinator and I said, Hey, look, I'm not trying to throw stones. I'm not trying to talk smack. And I know you can't talk to me necessarily about another program per se, but I think you need to look at this division again, because what I'm telling you is this is what they should have scored in these, in these categories. And this is what they did score. And that is impossible based upon your rubric. Can you please go look at this? Because I don't want it to happen to anyone else. And if there is an error in the system or something is wrong, I, I think you guys need to catch it before you do any more awards ceremonies and, and determine any more bids or anything like that. They went and looked. They realized that there had been a tabulation error and they corrected it because it was a tabulation error. It wasn't a judging error. It was a tabulation error. And they told me, they said, look, if the judge had awarded them the points and they just felt they deserved them, we wouldn't go back and change it. But because we just add, did the math wrong, the system did the math wrong and it was a tabulation error, I'm, we're going to make this adjustment. And I said, that's great. I really, really appreciate that. I think that's the right thing to do. But that wouldn't have been possible if I didn't treat those people with respect for the last three years. They would have been like, the division's closed. We're not going to look at it. Or if I went in there and I said, you guys are a-holes. You're jerks. You messed up. You And I started screaming at them. They would be a lot like they'd they'd be on the defensive, right? So it's all sales. It's all in how you approach things and and treat people with respect. Again, I have yet to meet the event producer who's like, man, you know what I want to do? I want to hose every single team that comes to my event, except my two friends teams. Like that's what I want to do. I want to mess it up for everyone else. I want to break everyone else's hearts and just make it so my teams can win or my friends teams can win. I haven't met them. I know a lot of event producers. I know a lot of people who who do this stuff. And yes, they do it for as a business. They do it because they want to make a profit, but they also do it because they love the sport and they love providing an opportunity for kids. And and I'm talking about the people at the event producing level. Yes, you could say that, you know, the top executives at Bain Capital, they don't care about kids. Sure, you could say that, but we're not talking about them. So just build relationships, ask questions, be kind, and and fight for your kids in a reasonable way. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, check out the Let's Talk Cheer podcast with Jason Larkins and the Cheer Mom podcast, both great content, great people. 
And I hope you enjoyed the episode. With that, we will catch you on the next one. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Cheer Biz Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click the link in our description to apply. If you're interested in joining NextGen, visit our website at www.nextgenowners.com. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening.